0: Today, the entire economic system is set up with the assumption of dual incomes. They have intentionally made providing for a household on a single income extremely difficult. They want households with moms staying with the children to be an upper middle class luxury lifestyle, totally inaccessible to the majority of the population in the middle and working class. For the generation just starting out today, Things are far more difficult. The boomer might well be right that the millennial and zoomer just doesn't have the work ethic his generation had, but he does not consider how much greater that work ethic was rewarded in his day.
1: This is one of my favorite chapters by far, because the reality is that, that life is more difficult for, for for younger people today, mm-hmm. and you know, I, and I and I and I see it from both perspectives. Just like just like you said in the book, Andrew, you know, yes, there is a work ethic problem with some people. There's just mm-hmm. no question about it. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I know a lot of very hardworking, you know, Zoomers or whatever you call them nowadays. Um, and there's a lot of frustration and and angst mm-hmm. um, about the difficulty of of things. And so um, this chapter kind of you know does not does not uh, try to put that under the carpet or anything like that. It it, it meets it square on. This is a, a mountain. This is a, a cliff to overcome. It might be steeper than it was when when your dad grew up or whatever, but it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be climbed. It, it still needs to be climbed. Yeah. Right,
0: yeah. right. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it I, It's objectively <laughs> harder. I mean, when you look at just housing prices and... You know, like you, you'll hear the older generation say, "Well, I remember in the '70s, you know, we had 15 percent interest rates." Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's like, "Yeah, sure," on on a fifty thousand dollar principal. Yeah. You know, the, but the like, cost of the house
2: that drove down the cost of the house. Right. It's right. doing the opposite now. Like the inflation's still crazy. Right. It's we're, still
0: crazy. We're getting close to and, 15% and granted, rates. you know, yeah. I think it would be crazier. So, like my house, yeah. you know, we we bought it in 2020, um, and we were able to buy it for uh, under four hundred thousand dollars. Uh it's now um, you know, well, it actually got up. Uh at, at the peak, I probably could have sold it for six hundred and fifty if I had sold yeah. it in the summer of twenty twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, just yeah, about Yeah, exactly. Just about a year, a year after I bought it. But then by, you know, twenty twenty-two and then twenty twenty-three, mm-hmm. the time of this recording, um, you know, it's it's come down. And part of that, uh, you know, in large part is the the raising of the interest rate. So I do think yeah. that they tamped you know they they tamp down principles I think things would be outrageous if it wasn't wow. for the interest rates but the problem is yeah. they 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 tamp things down to an extent but they did not uh really lower prices so you still have outrageous principles mm-hmm. and you have you know seven percent interest rates to where like if I was going to buy this house today not only is it worth more than when I bought it Um, I was able to get a 2.785, you know, or (laughs) 2.875 interest rate. It's Uh, essentially
1: free money. Yeah, 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 it would now
0: be, you know, probably a 7% interest rate on a principal that's about 30% higher Mm -hmm. than what it, so when when you look at like buying a a 500, it's probably now worth, you know, like up to 650 and then came down to probably like sitting at like 525. If I was to buy that at 7% now, even Mm -hmm. with a 20% down payment, which I don't know if I'd be able to do, uh, the point is that uh, my mortgage would be. Uh, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure with property taxes, mm-hmm. uh, in in where I'm at, in my county in Texas, looking at like probably two, two point six percent high property taxes. Mm-hmm. All those things considered, I'd be I'd be I think over four grand on the mortgage. Yeah, it probably would double your payment. It would double yeah. your payment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. this
1: is the thing that that story you just told of the 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 value of your house, right? Right. And you know, two year uh, a year later, it's uh, you know two hundred thousand dollars more, right. or whatever it is. That is all fake. That that's right. that doesn't happen in in reality. Yeah, right. a
2: normal situation. In a normal yeah. situation, yeah.
1: you don't get that huge rise and then it comes down in again one year. in one year. Yeah. yeah. Th- that that's all fake. That is right. all artificial. That doesn't have yeah. to be that way and and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Um but it's been engineered to be that way. Right. And, and the fact that they can affect the the value of your house, which they you really can't. The house is it, its value is what right. it is. Right. Yeah. But but to, to just, you know, a few percentage points on the interest rate, and that's all artificial too. It's not like a real interest rate where market conditions it's are. It's based dictating on the
2: supply it. of money. You know, yeah, uh, it's not yeah, like that. It's yeah. it's
1: they're just designing what it is. Mm-hmm. That's all artificial. And so when you re- when you recognize that, you realize that the the, the housing prices are artificially d- like they make them what they want them to be. Right. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. And it seems that if that's the case, then it seems like they don't want people to be able to own a home. Yeah. Not, not today except like, BlackRock. So, yeah. if, if you yeah. count those as people right. they want yeah. they, they want
2: you to rent from those people that's yes. right. they want that's you right. to own i mean it's, it's like they want you to own nothing and be happy right. that's right. right that's that's not just some crazy conspiracy theory that's that's reality they they don't want people to have ownership of anything they don't want you to own small businesses i mean it's it's not a surprise that um you know during the lockdowns in 2020 the thing that was you know all the big giant corporations are allowed to be open the small businesses, That's right. they got to be closed. That's right. And what happens to them? You you can't be open. We're not making any money right. and you go belly up. And so all of these yeah. small businesses closed down in 2020 and are never coming back. Right. And all the property gets bought up by big giant corporations. What a coincidence. You know, you know, it's
0: funny, even with like, I think of, you know, Christian nationalism and thinking about our nation and not that far of a distant past and like Sabbath laws, mm-hmm. um, you know, aside from um, all of the, you know, the religious uh, value of, you know, a, a day of rest, you know, where people can go and worship the Lord, even just economically, mm-hmm. um, the Sabbath laws, like were in a great equalizer, yeah. uh, when it con- came to the marketplace, like, mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, one of the reasons why like an Amazon and these kind, you get to a certain point, like you could say like this, you know, you could, and I, even this take with a grain of salt, but you could say <laughs> Bezos earned his first billion, but the, the second billion was given to him. Like, you know, like, like, I mean, he, the dude did start in his garage and those kinds of things, you know, know, there was was work, but the the point is, so it's not like guys who who have these massive corporations didn't do anything to get there. But once you're there, you're like, you, you can just. You, pay absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. absolutely, yeah. You can absolutely just neutralize all the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons why these businesses thrive throughout COVID is because all these small businesses that were brick and mortar, flesh and blood, mom and pop, they were forced to to shut down. Whereas uh, the businesses that already had the infrastructure of delivery and this mm-hmm. factory over here and all, they were able to implement, you know, to to you know to salute. Uh, the overlords with all the COVID, you know, mm-hmm. uh, mandates and, and abide by this and abide oh, by that. Yeah. And then also they're open 20. I mean, they're virtually in a virtual sense, but in a real sense, they're open 24-7. Every second of the day. Every second yeah. of every day. So yeah. you can't compete. You Like if you're starting a small business, you yeah. cannot compete with something that is open 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. seven days a week. But the Sabbath, if that came in and said, no, 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 even online, there, there will be no... There'll be no No purchasing, no buying on, on the Lord's day. Uh, Mm -hmm. The market is closed on the Mm -hmm. Lord's day across the board Mm -hmm. Uh, that, that, that creates opportunities for the little guy, not in an egalitarian forced kind of way. uh, But it, it actually, it actually takes crony capitalism and, and reels it in.
2: Right. And and that's, I mean, just even the concept of six days you shall work on the Lord's day you shall rest. uh, It's, it's, claiming all all time belongs to God and he gives us 6 days uh, as a grace and devoting that seventh day to him is is a, an act of of worship right well and and a recognition that all time is his right and so by getting rid of the sabbath and by having commerce on on a sunday um man is saying all this time belongs to me mm-hmm. and all this time belongs to me all all 7 days and they're we're reaping something or we're we're sowing something that's going to be reaped. Right. Um and and that's I mean, we sowed trash world and we're going to reap the destruction that comes from it. And and every all all every institution, everything that we have being um you know, being ground under and and cut down at the knees, um, that will have an effect in the future. And and we're already seeing the effect of it now. All the all the you know, all the social problems that exist that are continuing to get get worse it, it's because of things like this right that because we we exchanged the the things that god wanted us to do uh for a little bit more money i mean i i always go back to thinking you know years and years ago when i would think about you know ancient israel and how they committed idolatry like you read the book of judges you read first and second samuel and first and 2 kings and israel's constantly or, or the prophets right israel's constantly uh worshiping these gods and and you you think why would they do that? Like what? They have God himself right there and he's done all these things for them. They've seen the things, even, even in the Exodus, right? They see the things that God has done and they rebel against him and they, and they worship, a, they, they create the golden calf and, and say, that's our God and they they commit idolatry. Why would they worship all these false gods when they've seen what God has done? And it, well, it's because, right? Well, Baal and Molech and all of these gods uh, were real demons and they actually gave stuff to people. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, you offer one child to, to Molech, one son, little baby son, and burn him in the fire. Well, you're gonna get 10 kids because you saw your neighbor that worships Molech. You know, now he's all of his wives are pregnant with sons, and uh your wife is barren. And so it's like, well, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna trust uh, the Lord or are you gonna trust Molech? Right. And and so that's why they exchanged, you know, it, it was an economic calculation, right? I want my fields to be to be full of bounty. And I want my, my wife or my wives to be pregnant. Uh, that's why they did that. Right. That's mm-hmm. why they did that. It wasn't just like, oh, they're silly superstitious, stupid people. And we're so much better than them. And, it's, and then you think about our modern context, we're just like them. Yeah, We do all the same things. We do mm-hmm. all those same things. I mean, it starts with the Sabbath and, the, and, it, and it works to every other thing that God has made where it's like, oh, we don't really need to do that. We're modern men and this will make me more money right? So we will financialize everything. We'll squeeze every ounce of blood from the turnip in order to make more money. And we will, you know, we'll rob Peter to pay Paul, right? We will, we'll look to the future and we'll think long-term, this will be better for me as an individual or my family or for the entire country and our economy. Long-term, continue to do the things we've always done. That would be for the best, but we can make a lot more money right now if we do X, Y, or Z. Right. And we choose X, Y, or Z rather than the long-term health. I mean, one of the examples is like, why don't we just import, you know, 100 million foreign people, right? We'll have, that'll drive labor costs down. The GDP will go up and everything will be great. We'll have so much money. And, and you know, throughout the 70s and 80s and 90s, that's what happened. And it's like, oh, what if we move all our factories over to China, right? They pay, they, they we could pay workers pennies compared to, Uh, dollars that we pay Americans Mm -hmm. and even though the cost of shipping stuff overseas and bringing it back, there's some cost there, but we'll save so much money if we move all our factories to China and to foreign countries, moving to Mexico, right? We'll, we'll make, we'll make way more money. The economy will do great. The stock market will boom. It'll be awesome. But then what happens the center of your country and all of the, the working class people now they don't have jobs. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right now, now they're, now you've impoverished your own people In order to make a lot of money at the very top Mm -hmm. and the, the, the working class people who are right near the end, right? They had a pension that's tied to the performance of the company or they had 401ks and IRAs and things like that. that are in the stock market. Well, they benefit from that. So like, you know, the boomer retirees, right? They watched throughout the eighties and nineties, their 401k or their pension go up and up and up and up and up. And thought, well, this, you know, I, I don't like that all the factories are getting moved to China and I'm, yeah, I might lose my job, uh, but I'm going to have a nice retirement. Right. That's good. I'll be able to, I'll be able to move to Arizona or Florida and, and, uh, you know, yeah. and, and enjoy, you know, do the, the um, John Piper thing and collect seashells on the, mm. on the beach sure, <laughs> and, sure. and, and all of that. But like, that's the mindset is like, I don't care about tomorrow, right? I don't care about my children or my grandchildren because, right, that's their problem to worry about. They just need to work hard like I did. I'm, I'm going to get mine right now, and I worked. I did work hard. Um, and all of these giant macroeconomic forces that are way outside of my control, right? Those don't really matter because, well, the big line went up, the GDP went up, the stock market went up, and I'm able to cash in. So right. that's
0: good. Well, I I think that's the one big difference between the boomers and the you know the ancient pagans. Right, you know, you said like, well, in some sense, they're the same. You know, like the, somebody sacrifices one kid to Moloch, so that you know, Moloch, it's, who's a real much demon, more will give subtle them than Yeah, 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 I yeah, It's not like over. Like, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. this I is understand. a demon
2: I'm worshiping. You know? I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I'm not. Saying, I'm but not accusing the boomers of uh, you know being Moloch worshippers. Well, yeah, <laughs> not all of them, anyway. but, <laughs> but yeah,
0: people still worship demons. Yeah, um, Mammon is a demon yeah, that we that's worship. That's right, and yeah. so, um, but. Instead of uh, I'm going to sacrifice one kid so that you know uh, Moloch will give my wife ten, um, the, the one difference to me as I, I was listening to you talk is that at least the ancient pagans. Uh, still thought about their posterity. They thought about lineage, they thought about legacy. They thought about, so they thought about their ancestors looking back and they thought about their posterity looking forward. Like they, you know, so as they were doing this tit for tat, like I'll make a sacrifice here. They understood trade offs Um, too. Yeah, yeah, so they were doing trade offs just like the boomers, but they were doing trade offs for a few, not just for themselves, not eat and drink for tomorrow we die. It wasn't just a trade off for me now. It was Mm -hmm. a trade off for my line. Like yeah. in there, it was selfish, it was sinful. But what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that we Western modern man has become so utterly corrupt, it's a whole nother level of sin. Because the sinful pagan was thinking selfishly, but even in his selfishness, um, he he still would have recognized that if God cuts off my line, it's a curse. Yeah. Right. So even yeah. the the he's, selfish, his corrupt,
1: world was less fake that's right. yeah, than our so world So even is.
0: the corrupt, sinful pagan yes. is still thinking, right. um, uh, still thinking, I want sons. He's operating <sighs> in the created
2: order that God has made. Right. Even though he's doing so sinfully.
0: Exactly. So he's yeah. sinful. That's the, yeah, that's it. So it's sinful, but not fake. Yeah. But what we have now, it was corrupt. Um, it was corrupt, but real. What we have now is corrupt and fake. That's yeah, a whole other yeah. level. We're going yeah. against not only God, but going against uh, the rebellion against God has, has um, it has increased so far to the degree yeah. that now it's, it's even blatant rebellion against nature yeah. itself, God's natural order. And so that I think is the real difference between the boomer and the ancient pagan is that both were willing to make... Uh, I'll sacrifice this so that you give me that. Yeah. And both cared about mammon in different ways yeah. and cared yeah. about, you know, this guy wants a, a herd of goats and this guy wants, you know, another retirement home and whatever. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's all resources. It's all mammon. Uh, but the difference is that at least the ancient pagan included in his selfish, sinful worldview was um, I want my family lying. Yeah, to be to powerful and to exist yeah. and to, you know, whereas the boomer is literally, uh, it's not, um I'm willing to do corrupt things in order for my family line to, to uh, be superior to everybody else's for the next 200 years. No, yeah. he's like, I'm willing to, to, to sell my birthright um, for, for, uh, for just 18 holes yeah, on a golf course. Generation Esau. You for know? 15 yeah. years. It's, it's yeah. Hezekiah. It's Hezekiah, you know, it's like 15 more years, these things, but uh, these things won't happen in your lifetime. Uh, Good. All right. Fantastic. (laughs) That's the boomer mentality. It's like, okay, yeah, the world's going to crap, but I'll be gone. I'll be dead. I'll be dead. Yeah. And it's like, wait a second. You're a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. And And you talk like that. All right. I'm just going to say it. This show is fantastic. You know, it's fantastic. I know it's fantastic, but I'm willing to admit there is one singular problem. The waiting zone. Right? you got to wait a whole week for each new episode of this show to drop on Fridays at 4 p.m. Central Time, unless you go on over to patreon.com forward slash response ministries. Then you'll be able to binge watch every single episode of an entire season all in one day. So this is a season based show right? The whole idea is a deep dive on one singular topic so that you know everything there is to know. Each season comes out in a quarter, right? So a three-month period, anywhere from probably eight to 12 episodes in a season. And the moment that the first episode of a new season drops to the public, then you can go over to patreon.com forward slash right response ministries and watch all of those episodes without having to wait week by week by week for the next episode to publicly drop so you know what to do don't waste any more time binge watch the whole season today
2: and it, and that's the thing it's like it, it because it isn't you bowing down to some big gold statue and offering your child up to it it doesn't seem like idolatry right, right? and, and that, of course that's the like most overused big eva uh term there is is anything that that someone in Big Eva doesn't like that's idolatry. That's idolatry. That's idolatry. Right. right? Uh, they they throw out the John Calvin quote all the time about the human heart being a factory of idols. Right. And so any any if you like a thing, that's probably an idol. Uh, but then they it, ironically they would never touch something like this. They right? never <laughs> touch real <laughs> idols. Yeah, they would never talk about. I mean, they wouldn't talk about abortion as as literal human sacrifice. And it's a human sacrifice for man. And like, why do why do women kill their children? it's because it's not typically because their abusive boyfriend says you need to go kill this kid right. it's i have a career and a job and i don't i can't be a mother mm-hmm. i don't want to be a mother that I, I will i will lose money if i be i'll right. i'll be in poverty if yes, i become money. a mother it's it's mammon right mm-hmm. they're they're offering their child uh, to the planned parenthood moloch because they they want the financial reward for it yes. um, so it's it's obvious in that sense and sometimes they'll maybe approach talking about that although they'll never blame women for murdering their children. Um, but like the economic idolatry, um, nowhere will they ever, ever, ever touch um, because they, they're fundamentally egalitarian. They don't think about things in, in these terms of generations, right. right? They don't, they don't think at all about the next generation, the generation after that. Um, and so they can, they can watch the country get sold uh, to the highest bidder and, um, you have all the, all the economic production, industrial production being sent overseas um, having, you know, literally like a hundred million, like a third of the population added to the country since 1965 um, in order to drive down wages. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the whole point is the people in wall street want the wages to go down. How do you do it? Well, you double the workforce by adding women to it. And then you also bring in all sorts of foreign people uh, to drive down the lowest wages. And, um, and then you profit, <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's just basic supply and demand, right? right. And, and regular people don't see this or they don't have anyone to, to stand for them. So you see like in 2016, why were people so, you know, enthusiastically in favor of Trump? Because he actually talked about this stuff, right? right? And, and so like the evangelical people, evangelical leaders, they don't talk about this stuff at all because right. then you, then you start sounding like Donald Trump or even before that, like Pat Buchanan, right? right? Oh, and that, those guys are bad. They're, they're fascists. Well, and, they're, they're, and the mindset of evil, Big
0: you know. Eva, you know, part of it also is, I mean, since we're calling everything an idol, you know, like, well, you know, I'll just take a page out of their own book. Evangelism is one of their idols. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and that like, you know, I remember hearing guys say this, I think even Ligon Duncan might've said this, uh, but you know, what if, you know, when it comes to global evangelism, you Know, like, you guys are talking about borders, you're talking about this, but what we if this is God's here. providence? So and a lot of theonomists say that too. Yeah, well, yeah.
1: yeah. theonomists say that too a lot. Of Sometimes, yeah, too. like who, yeah, like uh, uh, what's Joel McDermott? I'm sure, I'm sure Joel I'm sure said he it before. That, yeah. What's his little buddy too? The, what's that guy's name, Bohidar? Bo Bojadar said yeah. that, yeah, 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 Bo, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. They're, they're, some of the more like left leaning theonomists, yeah, um, libertarian type theonomists, yeah, yeah, um. With you you'll you'll see that I, I can't I can't think of any other. I, I know some other examples but I don't want to say names that might uh, uh, be wrong I, yeah, that I, yeah, might that be wrong fine. about I don't want to accuse I, people I, I have, I I have one on the tip yeah. of my tongue that I don't want to name either I believe, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I believe um, but like that's that's part of it is like um, then then it just becomes like the Ben Shapiro idol of big line must go up right uh, worshipping the free market economy and it's like right. well, borders are are a hindrance to the movement of of labor and capital and so yeah. We want we want the big line to go up. And so, well, maybe there are sociological and political and cultural reasons why you have borders and distinct nations. And those things are good. Uh, And you're upsetting that and destroying that. And you are you're destroying the very thing that makes the American economy so productive is the American people. Right there, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not just all the natural resources and the size of the country and things like that. It's actually the, the people that live in your country. The, the big line going up though is, is is also so fake. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know,
1: when, you, you ship out your actual production of goods, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you, and the, all that goes somewhere else, you know, China, Mexico, wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your line back home goes up and that's great. And that sounds great, right? But, but the problem is you're actually, all the the actual economy, that's actually not there anymore. Yeah, now it's in China. It. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't own that stuff anymore. Now, now, and, and and if China, you know, for whatever reason, cut us off on anything, we're in yeah. a scramble
2: now. Right. You yeah. know
1: what I mean? With computer chips or whatever yeah. it is, you know, like
2: right. that's one of the reasons why right. I think, um, and I, you know, by the time this gets on YouTube, we're recording, you know, several weeks early. So I could be totally wrong about this. And everyone will laugh at me um, uh, or they won't be laughing because we'll be dead. But mm. I, one of the reasons I don't think World War three is going to happen is because, or at least in the scale of something like world war II, we could not outfit and supply um, millions of American troops because we don't have the factories to produce the uniforms, the guns, the ammunition, the artillery shells, the missiles, like even just the missiles that we sent to Ukraine, we are like five years behind to refill that stock. That's why like all the stuff with Israel is like, well, we can't actually give any missiles to Israel because we're fresh out. Um, Mm. And so like, I think world war three can't happen or a draft can't happen because I w- I would have to dress myself to go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to go join the army. Right, that's you know, right. I'd, I'd be in my suit. Um, mm-hmm. And so, it, like that's that's a big part of it. Is we we don't even have the factories to supply the factories that would build the artillery. That's ships. right. right. Uh, that like that. I mean, the reason we won World War II. I mean, there's several reasons, but because the United States was separated by two oceans and had all the factories in the world. And the reason we had all the success from the Boomer generation um, in those 50 years is because the rest of the world had all their factories bombed and had to rebuild right. them over the next 20 right. years. And we're the only people supplying anything to the entire world. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, uh, actually, industrial production really matters quite a bit. We, we, um, we
1: supply uh, dollars to the rest of the world. That's, what we, that's yeah, our export. Right. And, and we, we hold the gun money.
2: to their head and says, use our dollars or else... And everybody complies right now, but as they see like the military disasters in Afghanistan and even even Ukraine, the the, the American power is not as strong as everyone thought. Um, then other countries can be like, well, maybe we'll maybe we don't need to use maybe the dollar. we don't need to use the dollar anymore. And so <laughs> right. the, the the major strength, the financial strength, and really the bedrock of the American economy is is not going to exist. And so this is another one where I'm like, I hope my wife's not listening because like yeah, the next forty years could be really bad economically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for America, but. But the other the flip side of it is if it forces you know industrial production to return to America that actually would be good long term. Oh absolutely, so, you right, know. absolutely. Um, so, so we could be in hard for, in for hard times but it'll end up being well, better. It'll be the, yeah. the boomers
0: had yeah. good times that created bad times, right? Yeah. So it was making, you know, we'll sacrifice yeah. the Soft future. Yeah. yeah. But but I mean economically like we'll sacrifice the you know the economic future to have, you know, to just have it now. Yeah. Um, and, and we may have, you know, some hard times that, but, but, but that things are better in the future because of that. But all that being said, back to the boomers, I don't think that, you know, just for the record for the, you know, the average person who's, you know, in their sixties or seventies who might no. listen to this. Um, I, I don't think the average person, I don't think my parents, for instance, um, knew, uh, some yeah. of these things. And, oh no. And yeah. Like. They had no idea. It's like, not
2: like the, right. Yeah. It's not like the regular, there were some
0: guys on the top who oh, absolutely yeah. knew, yeah. but the regular, when, when we're saying this, we're not saying that 90% of the boomer generation, this is what they I consciously do want to say, knew this and they voted for and it and did yeah, it yeah, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they hate yeah. their kids. Yeah. So we're not saying that, but this is what I do want to say though. This is where I think uh, boomers, mm-hmm. especially those who profess to follow Christ, where they should be convicted is not saying that you were complicit. You knew this was deliberate. You sold our, you know, mm-hmm. sold our future for your present uh convenience and wealth and blah blah blah. Um, I'm not saying that, but what yeah. I am saying is um you didn't know. And if and if I had been born in your generation and when I was in my thirties mm-hmm. and forties and the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, like you, I probably wouldn't have seen it either. So yeah. no harm, no foul. Wouldn't have done any. Uh, but you know now. Yeah. That's I know right. now, that's right. yeah. you know now. We all know and and, yeah. and we all know now. And if you're, uh, if you're a boomer, so what I'm talking about is, what do we do today? Because it's not condemnation, yeah. disparaging somebody for yeah. something that happened years ago. But today, if you're a boomer and you're refusing to recognize that your kids and your grandkids, economically, mm. mm-hmm. are going to have things exponentially harder than what yeah. you had, if you recognize that, hey, you know what, households, I'm a Christian, right? You're a boomer and you profess to follow Christ. You say, households are a good thing husband yeah. and wife in a single income household is mm-hmm. not a luxury. That's God's ordinary design. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good thing that, that that the kids get to grow up with mom, like my mm-hmm. kids, like your kids did. Your kids got mm-hmm. to grow up uh, with, with mom. you yeah, know, in I the did home. too. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. So if you're a boomer listening to this today and you profess uh, to believe the Bible and to follow Jesus, you say households are good, uh, mm-hmm. single income, the, the man can go out and work and provide, the mom gets to actually be there in the home with the kids. All, all that I'm challenging you uh, with is not uh, taking some kind of false responsibility for what happened 30 years ago when you were just working at a factory and didn't even know what I'm. What I am though asking you to do, challenging you to do, is uh, to say um, there's no way. And if, and if you're not willing to say, um, you know what, the world is messed up. But the one thing that I have is I got to, I got to work yeah. during the eighties and nineties. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. you know, but if you got to work in the eighties and nineties, you have an unparalleled blessing, yeah. an unparalleled financial yeah. blessing. You were reaping during the seven, you know, seven, seven years, years, of, years of, plenty. of plenty. Yeah, And now your kids and grandkids, they're coming into the workforce in the seven years of famine. Of famine. Yeah. So can yeah. you just recognize that and say, I'm going to help them out? Not because, and, and not, this is the boomer thing that I think is sin. When it's like, well, I worked hard and yeah. made my own way and they should have to make their and own nobody way nobody helped too. me. You made yeah. your We're own way. We're not
2: atomized
1: people. Right. Right. You, you're right. connected to your That's kids. That's right. You're connected to your grandchildren. Right. Yeah. You,
0: made, if, you made
2: your own way. Sure.
0: You and, worked. Yeah.
2: And if your parents didn't help you. Like that's on them. Right. right. They should have helped them. you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They should have helped right. you and they didn't. You know? and yeah,
0: but you yeah, sure. You made your own way, but you made your own way during a time of plenty, seven yeah. years of plenty um, making your own way in seven years of famine. It's sure. There are some young people that don't have good work ethic, but yeah. there's also young yeah. people who uh, the reason they don't have much to show for their efforts is not because they're lazy. Um, it's because we're, we're having to do agriculture in, in a metaphorical Sahara desert. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got to, you were doing it in, in, next to the Nile river. We're, we're in the Sahara well, desert. And
2: that's, that's a really important point that, um, like incentives drive things. Right. And so it, no matter how hard you work, right. And I, I've been at jobs like this where you can just bust your butt and work as hard as you can. And the other people that are doing the same job as you do, they do the bare minimum and you all end up getting the exact same. Right. Right. I mean, and, and it's, of course, it's, it's, you think of like Jesus parable where, uh, you know, the <laughs> different guys come at a different time of day and right, they all right, get right. paid the same amount. Um, and the point of that is not to say, oh, it's fine to pay people different wages. That's not the point Jesus is making. Um, but you, you see how incentives drive things. And if, and if that, that landowner was operating that same way every single day, he would not be able to find anybody to work. The That's right. First hour of the day, like, right. <laughs> like I know yep. how this guy operates. I'm going right. to wait until the 11th hour. Right. Yeah, Nobody it was taught. his right to, but he wouldn't be, yeah. be able to operate. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't continue to. Right. Do so, that. Yeah, the point was <laughs> about
0: uh, the the master having a right to be generous. Yeah, yeah. That's and the master the in
2: the parable is God.
0: It was not and, teaching yeah. economics. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. And so um, learn the, how to read a parable. That's yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> and the point the point here is that if if hard work is disincentivized, and it majorly is today, in a way, in the past it wasn't. Right, because we live in an insane world where um, there are different priorities besides uh, <laughs> hard work that get rewarded. Um, you'll, you can have people that work don't work hard and they get rewarded because they are the the right diversity score, yeah, right? right. Um, yeah. And so, um, you if you're a young guy, you know, a Zoomer or or younger millennial that's that's just starting out, um, like you. I mean, there's a few things you have to think as well where you might have. Um, boomer or older Gen X parents who lived in the time of plenty and they're completely clueless about how bad things really are. And there there's also, you have to recognize the circumstances you're in and understand they might never get it right. They might never get it. And they might have that bumper sticker on the car um, of spending my kid's inheritance and think it's just the funniest joke in the world and not get how hard you have to toil just to keep your head above water. Right. Uh, And so you can't be bitter towards them. That's right. Right. You cannot be bitter towards them because that's not going to solve anything at all. That's right. I mean, it's, it goes back to like the, the, like the manosphere and red pill kind of discussion like that we had before where guys who get it and get how the, you know, the intersexual dynamic, um, is totally messed up today. And so then what do they do? They just start hating women. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like, you can't do that. You can't just start hating boomers. Yeah. At some point the sin has to stop. Yeah. You know,
1: even if the boomers don't get it, you have to be the one. You have to get it and you have to act upon it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. What right. I just had a, a thought. What you guys were talking, and this is it. Kind of made me sad just now, and I never thought of it in a sad way before. But um, when I when I was um, you know a young man, you know, I wasn't looking for a house or anything. I didn't have a wife at this point. I found out that when my father bought his first house, that my grandfather had had lent him some money to make the down payment, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and then for Christmas every year he would cut off a few you know points or whatever. Um, anyway, but. Uh, when I found that out, I was like t- t- like shocked mm. I was like why why would why would he lend you money? i didn't yeah and, and that's that's like sad that I was shocked about that yeah. like isn't that shouldn't that be normal
0: yeah right yeah like
1: Dad, I don't have enough money for the down payment, but you know I'm starting a family, can yeah. I borrow you know whatever it was five thousand dollars, and who yeah. knows what it was and that was normal that, in those <laughs> <Right>. days <laughs> like, and I just now <laughs> thought to myself like. That's sad that I was shocked by that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: yeah, yeah, totally. Of course that's yeah, of course <laughs> that should be normal. And that that being said, you know, to I and I, I'm hesitant to say it. I I, I want to say it because I want to boast um on my my in-laws, but I know that they would just be nervous. They, 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 they don't, don't want attention. me to brag on yeah, them. But, yeah, yeah. But we when we moved here, um, they were very generous and helped yeah. with with the down payment. And so yeah. Uh, so this is not to say that um, no boom and they're boomers. Yeah. And God bless them for their generosity, and their kindness towards us. So yeah. we're not talking about yeah. everybody. We have to be able to talk about groups. We have to be able to and talk about generations, We're not saying each and in every yeah. individual. That's because that's part of the problem. Is we yeah. make the footnote. If we can find one exception, you know, there's one guy who's a quadriplegic, so we can't ever say that men should work out, right? Yeah. There's one yeah. uh, boomer couple that's generous, so we can't ever say, you know, like the danger of centralized power is often represented by the word king. As Americans, we hate the word king. Civilian ownership of body armor is about helping people to have increased power to resist tyrants and criminals. And so Armored Republic is about helping you to preserve your God-given rights to the honor of the Lord Jesus Christ because he is the king of kings, and he governs kings and he will judge them. This is Armored Republic, and in a republic there is no king but Christ. We are free craftsmen, and we are honored to be your armor spread of choice.
2: Yeah. And my, my parents are an exception too. Like they, they helped my wife and and me out a ton when we were first starting out financially. And so, and there's other
1: ways to do this besides money, by the way,
2: like, and in the book you talk about this,
1: you know,
0: with the
2: kids and
1: stuff like that, you know, and, and, you know, my wife doesn't work. We're pretty blessed in that way. But my, you know, my wife's parents, we live in the same town as them. Mm -hmm. They're taking the kids all the time. Yeah. You know, my folks do too. I need time to go to the store, you know, and they're there and, they're willing to do yeah. it and they want to do it. And
0: Same with us. That doesn't yeah.
1: require a dime. I mean, it, you know, maybe a few, uh you know, lunches here and there, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: you know what I mean? But it, but it also means like if, especially in, in the current housing conditions, like if you're single, there is absolutely zero shame living none. at home. Absolutely none. At all. Like yeah, anybody's like, actual you're a loser who lives in no. your mom's right. basement. It's like, no, you're an idiot that pays a thousand dollars a month for an apartment. For a studio
0: yeah. apartment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, foolish. Yo,
2: Take that $1,000 that you're not paying and yeah. save that up to so have a, that down payment. Uh, and you could have one fairly quickly right. if yeah, you Yeah, in a did couple that. of years. Right. Yeah. No, you're yeah. right.
0: You're absolutely right. Yeah, so, and part of the reason why we moved here to Texas, to Central Texas, was we don't just have my wife's parents, but uh, we have my parents. So we have both mm-hmm. sides within, um, my wife's parents are, I think it's uh, 3.7 miles. And then my parents are like twelve months. It's amazing, and yeah. so like mm-hmm. all the help that we get with the grandkids. Like my mom right now is, uh, she's teaching piano lessons to my wife because mm-hmm. she never she grew up. And they were, you know, a sports thing. My family it was all music. It was like you're going to learn math, English, science, and music is right oh, there like alongside your it. Family. You know, so like, <laughs> 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 so they, so they, did, you know, they did sports, and they're dumb, you know, and like, like you, know, just saying, no, and, uh, what, you know, and you know, but, and, you know, but my family did music, and so my wife, yeah. like, she's learning. Like, it's cool seeing my wife develop this friendship with my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like yeah. they're talking mm-hmm. about musicals, you mm-hmm. know, and and they're learning. You know, she's teaching her piano lessons and these kind. Of, and so, anyways, all but having. Um, having having the grandparents in the life of your children, and having generosity if it's mm-hmm. needed, and often mm-hmm. it is, you know, financial generosity, but other forms of service and generosity and mm-hmm. wisdom and just time and energy and just that's uh, all of it. So. Anyways, what I want to say is this, that I I think as we're trying to chop down old mm-hmm. Donner's Oak, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and then and not just that, but then rebuild one of the quickest ways. You know, you've heard people say, like, uh, one of the quickest ways we can beat, you know, the clown world, you know, whatever, is just conservatives having kids and then mm-hmm. keeping them out of the public school. And there's some truth to that. Like, like you know, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it's like, yes, but it's it's like, it's like. The critique of the benedict
2: option. It's like, oh yeah, fall back and have intentional community, and it's like, then what? It's right, like, right, yeah, right, right. Have kids, keep them on the public school, but like, then what? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. What do you fill them with? What right. do you, what do you have
0: them do? Yeah, you know? exactly. You don't so, just
2: have them, and then that's it. Right,
0: but yeah, ha- yeah. have kids. Yeah. Keep your kids. Don't send them to Caesar. Yeah. Um, and then with you know Christian schools, uh, give them a good solid education, whether it's through homeschooling or through you know a classical Christian school, whatever it may be. Uh, But also one, one way that we can chop down that, you know, that pagan tree and, and actually do something, rebuild Christendom is like, could you imagine, I hear so many um, of, of the boomer generation saying like, we'll be gone soon. And man, th- things are bad now. They're going to get really bad once we're gone. You know, mm-hmm. like we're the lone bulwark, you know, holding back the tide, you know. With the, and they kind of the are. You know, like and they they kind of are, yeah. But he, they he know how to think. fix, like make things work. And That's true. Things. That's and, true. Like, yeah. And so <laughs> and my but, generation doesn't. Right. Yeah. So, But what I was going to say is that like, imagine if every Christian boomer, uh, just like one of the ways that, that Christendom was built is that uh, Christians left an inheritance to their children. Yeah. Yeah. Know? That's literally built into the Bible, a good man or a wise man. Uh, not only leaves an inheritance to his children, but his children's, his children's children. children. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if all all the the wicked, you know? So, and think of it like the wealth of the wicked laid up for the righteous. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say there really is some wicked wealth that has been laid up during the 80s and mm-hmm. 90s, and so by the boomer bit. generation, yeah, kind, a little, <laughs> you know, uh, just a, just a smidge, you know. But like, let's say like there there was some wicked wealth accumulated um, on, yeah. on on the backs of some corrupt dealings and things that were wrong, and and maybe certain boomers, you know, who were just middle class and just trying to live a life they didn't know what was going on in yeah, those back good. rooms they didn't see it, but they see it now mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. great then then you've got some of that wicked wealth and you yourself didn't necessarily do a wicked thing we're not blaming you no. but you've got some wicked wealth mm-hmm. during this time of plenty where yeah. where, where, where the future was sold yeah, and it's and not your cheated. fault but uh-huh. yeah. yeah okay so take do the what the bible says take the wealth of the wicked mm-hmm. and give it to your christian kids and your christian er- grandkids and and yeah. just for the record be thoroughly biblical with this if your kids if you're a millennial kid um, has denied the faith, write him out of the will, yeah. disinherit Ooh, him. Yeah. Don't that's, give that's him spicy. a dime yeah. and, Ooh, give yeah. a, and give, and yeah. give his portion to whatever yeah. one of your kids didn't yeah. go trans. Yeah, Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's how we win. Yeah. Yeah. Cut off the wicked.
1: I, I, I want to say this too, because th- 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 I want to give advice to both sides of this, right? The boomers yeah. and then the younger guys. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. You, you can't assume that the other is going to know what to do here. So, so exactly. if, if, yeah. if if you have an idea or a feeling that maybe your kid needs help, right? Yeah, ask this him. This is good. Ask him if he yeah. can, if you can help him. Yeah, because he's yeah. not going to know to ask. He's not going right. to know he can ask you. Right. He might yeah. be in my situation where that's completely foreign to him. Right. Yeah, you know. And yeah. I, I put myself in that situation. What if I was, you know, you know, twenty twenty three, and I and I was about to start a family? Would I have asked my dad for help? I don't know that I would have. You know what I mean? Because right. I didn't even know it was really a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's that's the one thing. Don't wait to be asked. The other thing, on the on the younger man's side,
2: ask. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Ask for help. Be willing to yeah. ask, and they yeah. and they might say
0: no. And they might right. say no. Yeah. But, they might say no. But uh-huh. but
1: ask. Be the one yeah. that's at least reaching out. And that's yeah. what
0: I did with with you know, I, I knew the, the situation between my parents and my wife's. And, and so I, I sat down with, you know, with, with one one set and, and that I felt comfortable asking, knowing their position. And and they did a really, you know and I asked and and it was really good because I asked and and I'll just throw myself under the bus here. Uh, they came back and said, um, okay, yeah, uh, we we actually were already thinking about that and and um, but I th- I think you're going too far. You need some skin in the game. Okay, um, yeah. so yeah. okay, so yeah. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna split the difference here, you yeah. know, and yeah. so yeah. we're go. gonna help with with this much and but uh, if you're gonna own something, mm-hmm. uh, I, I we need a little blood. We want yeah. to see you and they yeah. were right. Yeah. that was good that That's changed my right. perspective yeah. they were absolutely right yeah and uh and so i they, they were able to teach me in that the moment they so are
1: actually pretty smart that they are
0: so it was like yeah, they absolutely so, so it was yeah. both it was both um generosity and conviction and yeah, some, some discipleship yeah. that came with yeah. us, some wisdom yeah. that came and but yeah so, they, but they, we have they, to be able to yeah. have that conversation without yeah. them getting offended i can't believe you asked yeah you know and they did and they did you know and then them pushing back and saying okay um so you're asking for generosity, but maybe you actually work a little too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe get a job. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, <laughs> they, want, they want to incentivize you, and, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, and without yeah. me yeah. getting
2: offended and say, yeah, "Okay, yeah, yeah. sure, mom, dad, that's that makes sense." And, and they fair. might, they might think you're really lazy, and, and right. tell you that, like, we we would help you, but you're super lazy, and and we need to see something
0: else. And maybe they're right, yeah. and maybe they're wrong, and yeah. you're able to explain. No, actually, can I can I just show you the hours of my week and what yeah. I've been doing? And yeah. and unfortunately, this is what. And yeah. but but. Like many things, often the truth is somewhere, you know, you split Mm -hmm. the difference and uh, you know what, maybe we should be working a little bit harder, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then also, Hey, maybe you also, uh, you've got something that yes, you built, but also in the province of God, you built during a time when building really paid off and, you know, and there's, there's truth on, on both sides.
2: Yeah. Some of it too is, you know, if there, if there is some kind of wealth, I mean, you see this a lot where, um. And I don't, I don't mean to like throw the boomers under the bus totally. Cause I mean, anytime anytime that you like bring up the intergenerational thing, like especially people in the boomer generation get extremely offended because they worked extremely hard and they know that they worked really hard and they see the younger generation not work hard. And so they, they think you're just ragging on them for being old and, Mm. and not with it. Um, (laughs) And, and I can, I can see how that's like really insulting uh, because Mm -hmm. when you worked hard for what you have. Somebody saying you don't deserve that makes you really mad. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so I'm not saying that at all, but I, I, what I do think I, I see all the time is like um, someone from that generation will work hard, they'll build up a business, it'll, it'll be successful, they'll, they'll work their entire lives to build this and they have kids, they can bring the kids into the business and hand the business off to the kids or, or set up an arrangement where they can buy it from the parents or, or whatever. But more often than not, what do they do? they reach retirement age, mm-hmm. they sell the business. Yeah, right. Where Here's this business, this money-generating, wealth-generation machine that you've devoted your entire life to, to, to making.
0: Right, and, and good for you for doing that.
2: And yeah, God bless you for doing it, but you have posterity that could be part of that and should have been part of that, mm-hmm. that maybe you didn't include, maybe they didn't want to at, at, a, at a time or whatever. There's all sorts of different particularities, right? Um, but so often the case is they'll cash out and maximize how much money they can get for it rather than giving it to their son or or their sons or or their son-in-law at a discount and they're going to make less on it they could keep working at it a little bit semi-retired you see a lot of that happen too but but more often than not it's we're cashing out of the business you go build your own
0: right remember who you was know? the guy so part of this is the the pietism so the the idea so some some boomers will actually because here's the deal. You're forced to be generous. At the end of your life, you can't take it with you. Yeah. So yeah. everybody, you know, I remember, uh, you know, talking to somebody about tithe. And they're like, what do you think about tithing? And, you know, and that's a big conversation. You yeah. know. And so we were talking about tithing. And like, so I've never talked about money in my church once. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the church is two and a half years old. We're a church mm-hmm. plant. Um and it'd, I'm, I'm it'd not even bragging I'm not yeah. even bragging about it. Jesus talked about money all the yeah. time. So it's yeah. fine. And it's a huge idol in a lot yeah. of people's hearts. And so Absolutely. you know so I I plan to talk about, it. but part of the reason I haven't talked about it is because I recognize I planted it halfway through 2021. We quickly came into 2022 yeah. and 2023. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just like, these like everybody is barely getting by. Yeah. I know how yeah. hard it is right now. Yeah. I'm I'm sympathetic as a pastor. Yeah. And and by the grace of God, um, We've made some good decisions, my wife and I over the years and things like mm-hmm. that, but also just God's kindness towards us. And so I know that, you know, my family is in a better situation financially than a lot of families mm-hmm. in the church. Mm-hmm. And it's not because the church pays me some exorbitant salary or anything like that, but other, other financial details. I saw the, like, the private jet, jet so, parked you know, out in the front. All that, actually, you know, <laughs> all that <means> that, <laughs> what'd you say? I saw the private
2: jet parked yeah, out yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys you guys
0: know, because you've been borrowing my car <laughs> yeah. all week long. I, I didn't even rent you a car, I let you Sorry. borrow my car. And uh,
2: it is, it is it's, nice.
0: It's, it's, yeah, Isker was like, yes. the suspension is, <laughs> it is the, it pretty bad i <laughs> this saying yes. <laughs> It's two, 2003 or 2004, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. It's a bad car. You said um, that weighed too but much. I bought that it, 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 but that was <laughs> another good decision. I, I bought that bad boy in cash yeah. for five grand, yeah, no style. Yeah, Dave Ramsey style. Exactly. Yeah. So anyways, all those things being said, my point is um, yeah. part of it is the pietism situation. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, That I think uh, you, so I was having the conversation with a dude about Thai. That's how I got there. And I said, here's the deal. He was like, well, how much money should you give? And I said, really, the question is, is to who and when should I give? Mm -hmm. We always think how much, Mm -hmm. uh, but, but really I would think uh, timing and, and to, to, uh, to who do I give? Mm -hmm. So think more about when and who, not just about what. Because, mm-hmm. because the answer is, for all of man, whether you're Christian or not, you could be a, a, just a rank pagan. Uh, the, with all of humanity, if we're talking about how much, all of, every single human being who has ever lived has given 100%. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the number. So if we're talking about the what, how much mm-hmm. will I give? Uh, eventually, you will give it all. Mm-hmm. It'll either go to the state, mm-hmm. you know, with some death tax or whatever, mm-hmm. or it'll mm-hmm. go to, you know, some, some Southern California millionaire is going to give it to her dog, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. like write them into the, so you give it to the state, you give it to the dog, you give it to your kids, you give it to, um, but everybody's going to give it to someone. And this is the, I think part of the problem with uh, Christians um, with, who have adopted pietism is that, oh, well, I'm not going to give it to the state. I'm not going to give it to my dog. Um, I'm going to give it all to the church, mm-hmm. but not my kids. And mm-hmm. so uh, I think it was Hobby Lobby. This is what I was trying to get back to. I think it oh, was yeah. the. Uh, I, I think it was Hobby Lobby. The owner of Hobby Lobby. Uh, j- uh, it, it came out a few months ago that uh, instead of giving his business to his son, who wanted it and was a part of the business, I think mm-hmm. on the board and all these kind of things, uh, he's selling the whole thing and giving it all to charity. Yeah. It's and like a, a reverse
1: of, Corbin law
0: thing. Yeah, like yeah. the parable that we talked about yeah, before. Yeah, it's just yeah. The, in the yeah. reverse. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And right. a lot of people see it as like a lot of older you know, Christians who are more pietistic. Oh, how a godly thing to do. Yeah. Wow, look, this Christian business yeah. is now. Is now going from the Christian caterpillar into the cocoon and coming out the Christian butterfly. It's the full, this is the full climax of a Christian business that glorified God and now is going to glorify God infinitely more by being sold for parts and given to a church, you know, or or some Christian charity. Where I'm like, no, hold up. Like, one of the ways we build Christendom is not just giving to 501c3s. Like one of the ways you build Christendom is, is you, you actually make a good product. I I think it was Steve Jobs. And there's plenty of problems with him, but it's, it's still worthwhile. He was talking about Bill Gates, ragging on Bill Gates and and between Uh the two, give me, I'll take Steve Jobs, you know, any day of the week. Uh, But he said this, he said, uh, people are like, well, Bill Gates gives way more to charity than you do. And he said, well, Bill Gates has to give to charity uh, because, um, he, he doesn't have any skills to offer. (laughs) <laughs> like that's the only, the only way like, the reason why he gives to wow. charity is because that's his only Steve way of being Jobs. generous. Yeah. He said, I've given to the world by actually producing something good. Yeah. 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 Of course you know, people are like,
2: that's uh, so arrogant. Yeah, right, right, that, but it's that, like, yeah,
0: it's based, but yeah. it, it's not necessarily arrogant. Yeah. It's true. And
2: Steve it's, Jobs never forced me or tried to force me to take a vaccine. That's right. Amen. <laughs> and he's not trying to make me eat he died fake it, cows. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. All,
0: all that being said, <laughs> but the point is we don't think of generosity in those terms. Like, you know, Rod Martin has some good stuff on this, talking about like Rockefeller, you know, and things mm-hmm. that like, okay, here's this guy, he's uber, uber rich, but, but his contribution, uh, think about it like this, with his contribution, d- did he become a billionaire and then everybody else, you know, uh, at the expense of everyone, everybody no. else went down a little bit? No, 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 no. he went way up. And in him skyrocketing into the stratosphere, everybody else actually went up, not as much as him, but they went up yeah. some too because production was lengthened, mm-hmm. the hours of production, you've got oil burning you know, with mm-hmm. lights and all these things. And so anyways, all that being said, in terms of like, what can I give to the next generation? It's not just a check. Mm-hmm. And I think boomers need to know that. It's like these last, it could be your last 15 years of life. And maybe you don't have a ton of money. Maybe it's like, Joel, I I don't know what boomers you're talking about, but I ain't one of them. I got just enough in my 401k, you know, uh, 401k. And there's, with everything that's happening, you know, with the stock market and all these Mm -hmm. things, I'm Mm -hmm. nervous that I may not make it. I might have to go back to work. I might outlive my money. And that's a real thing. So, but right now you're like, but right now, technically I'm not having to work right now or I'm only having to work 10 hours a Mm -hmm. week or blah, blah, blah. Great. So you don't have any money to spare, but you have time, you have wisdom, you have insight, you have experience. That's right. That's right. So help help um, help your son or help your grandson start a business. So sweat, you know, a little bit, you know. That's in, right. Indoors mm-hmm. in air conditioning. I'm not saying break a hit, you know, but like, but you know. Some us, of them will, Like you know, The work ethic's
2: still there among right. these guys yeah. too, oh, you know. So there's
0: a lot of ways to be productive and generous. Yeah, yeah. That's I think, the
1: point. I think when it comes to like buying a house and, and things like that, um, like I said, there's a lot of angst out there. Yeah, and if you can get help, then get it. Some people can't get help, right? Um, it's going to take- more effort from you. You just have to come to terms with that. It's going to take more effort. It's going to take more patience. It's mm-hmm. going to take a lot more than it took your your father or you know or your grandfather or, or anything like that. And the
2: reward might not be as big. And the either. reward might not no. be as
1: big. You know. And and I you know I bought my house probably right around the same time you did, Joel. Um, and I bought a, a smaller house than I could have afforded at the time. Right. I was I was concerned about the economy after COVID. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was right. going to happen. That was right. the end of the mm-hmm. world as far as I was concerned. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know I I I did all the things that you should do right. Um, at the, at the end of the day though, um, y- y- you're going to have to be, um, able to compromise. I think you might not be able to buy your dream house. Right. Um, and very few people do buy their dream house the first time around, or maybe you'll never be able to buy your dream mm-hmm. house. But the thing is you can put up with a lot more than you think you can. You know, I've got, yeah. uh, four kids and, uh, we, you know, we live in a 1500 square foot house. Yeah. We have yeah. one bathroom. I think you were yeah, mentioning yeah. you guys do too. Um, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. and you know what, you know, it, it could be that, um, we'd never move out of that house and I have to put in a bathroom or we have to right. deal, figure out some kind of strategy with four boys and then me. And outhouse uh, house. And my wife, right? <laughs> well,
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: think, think, I, I like to think about it like when, when you know, everyone's complaining in my house because someone's using the bathroom, yeah. we all have to go, right? I, I, I like to think back to, okay, when my great, great grandparents had eight kids. Yeah, that's right. And they lived in a smaller house than I do now. Right. Yeah. Uh, how did they live? Right. Yeah, right. that's right. Was it, did they view themselves as living in squalor? No, they didn't, right? Um, and that
0: is one thing about the boom, like the boomers—they <laughs> survived.
2: You the know? boomers um, are, were thrived. rewarded
0: more uh, for their work, but um, they also were very hard workers, and they were way more frugal. They yeah. were not spending six dollars yeah. on a coffee every day. Yeah, they yeah. would yeah. never do that, yeah. right? They were folders, the cliche, you know, or folders, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. like, yeah. but there's truth in that. Like, Absolutely, it's like we yeah. drink uh, we drink crap coffee. Yeah, every day. Yeah. And that, you know, and that's just what we do and it's yeah. cheap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there, there was a frugality. That, Absolutely. You know, like-
1: yeah. I know the coffee guys are going to hate me for saying this, but there's very little difference between the really cheap coffee and the really expensive coffee. You can get by, and it's fine.
2: Is this mm-hmm. is this episode sponsored by? Uh, <laughs> it, it might be. I
1: don't know. You're gonna have we'll to say- cut that out. Yeah. yeah. But no. But 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 seriously though, I mean, you know, you, you you might not. You might have a house that you need to actually fix up, and you don't know how to do it. Right. You're yeah. gonna to need to figure that one out. And I and, yes. I, th- and I and think, you can with YouTube. And you with YouTube. But but I think even the boomers that won't help you with the money. They, they already know how to do yeah. a lot of the stuff you need That's to do. And, and if they can help yeah. you in that way, but you're going to have to get a little bit out of the comfort zone that yeah. you're expecting to be in. Yeah, you right.
2: have to tell your dad, Dad, I don't know how to put up drywall can you do, can you show me, you know, yeah. oh, and, and they'd be like, Oh, well, you know, I'll show you how to. Do. Yeah, exactly. It was like, re, you know, uh, reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, right. Dad, I, I don't think you know how to make put drywall in. Uh, <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah, let me show you. How yeah. how. I don't think you can change a transmission yeah. in a car. You, so what you're saying is you may not be able
0: to get your boomer father to buy you a house, but with <laughs> enough made. reverse psychology, you can get <laughs> him to build <laughs> you a house.
2: Like, it's, he, he's, 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 like just, he's on a plot of land. <laughs> <laughs> He's. I mean, they have that work ethic they where they just want to show you that they can do right. stuff, uh-huh. and and it doesn't take much to get them to 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 want I, to, you're to right. do it. You I've know? got
1: I've got a, a very industrious friend of mine who um who who lives in the t- same town as I do, and he is um, currently right now he 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 bought a house on his on his father's like plot of land, mm-hmm. and it was you know it was very old and very broken and stuff like that. So what he did was he bought it, and then he and he also bought like a you know, got an RV, like a, not a great RV mm-hmm. and they're living in the RV right, right. now, like a breaking bad RV. while, while yeah. he's fixing the house. Yep. <laughs> and you know, you know, <laughs> we've that, got
0: two families in our church doing the same thing. Th- yeah. Right. While that's he's, the way to do it, he's yeah. fixing Smart.
2: up this house and he got the house, you know, for a reasonable price and everything. It might take something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It might, you got to find these kind of workarounds. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't, I don't want to exalt poverty. Like I no. want, even in the book when I'm, <laughs> when I'm telling, you know what, the, that you read in the cold open. Um, some people read that and think, well, oh, he's telling young guys to just not even try to go to college and things like that. I'm like, no, no. If you should go to college, you should. Like if, if it was 1960 or 1920 and you were the kind of person that would have gone to college yeah. to go be an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. Yeah, if college is for you, then, go then to, do it. Yeah. Don't do that. But if, right. if, 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 you don't have, if you wouldn't have had any business being in college then, you shouldn't try to go now just right. to yeah. get some degree. Um, as a credential for working because you're, you're going to be – your ceiling there, even though generally speaking the ceiling is pretty high, your personal ceiling is going to be low. And and you should go to pursue something that will be the most benefit to you and your own abilities. And, right. and so it each I'm, – I'm writing generally uh, understanding that there are particular particularities and everybody is different, right? Everyone's situation is different. If you're and, the
0: type of person who would not have gone to college in the 1960s, you probably shouldn't yeah, go now. Don't go. Uh,
2: right. And and what that ends up you know meaning is different people are different. Yes. Have different skills and abilities, right. and that that is good. And and I want people to pursue the most productive ends for themselves, for so that you. they can they can have this. So I'm not I'm not exalting like like poverty either. Like yeah, live in a 1,400 square foot house with your eight kids because that's. That's truly godly living. It's no. like no, it, you you should want the big house that you can fit your large family Absolutely, in. You yeah. should want a nice car. You should. It's not wrong to want these things. It's not idolatry to want nice things for your family and for your children. Um, but um, when you're in tough times, you you might have to make that sacrifice yeah, right. to get there. You might
0: yeah. there may be a season where and you have to do it.
2: I but, remember growing up like my parents um, were extremely frugal. Like we would maybe go out to eat on vacation. Yeah, maybe once or twice a year. Right, and when we did, I'd be like, "Oh, I want, I want a pop, I want a pop, can I have a pop." You're getting water. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Every time, I, I, the yeah. first time I ever had a pop uh, going out to eat was when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's like, uh, like they they really were that frugal and they really did squirrel away money and save and scrimp. Yeah, and and they, you know, the ones that are retired now, you know, we've kind of like joked around about retirement. Um, the ones that are retired, enjoying their life, and yeah, they're, they're going golfing in Florida or whatever, um, that it's not wrong for them to enjoy that. They worked extremely hard to get to that point. It's the question of what trade off are you making necessarily yes. to be able to do that? Because um, the, the, like, you do have duties to your kids and your grandkids. Right. Are you making a tradeoff there that is not a good one? Right. right. It, it only becomes
1: asked. idolatry if you do stupid things to get what you want. Right. You do yeah. things that are sinful to get what you want. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you can want the nice car. Right. Yeah. But if you're um, abandoning your children to get it, yeah. um, then that's a That's that's a problem. Yeah. And and, and likewise, if you're a you know, young man and you want a nice car, that's nothing wrong with that. But if you're putting yourself into debt slavery to get it. Yeah. Um, that's a problem. Yeah. You, you know what right. I mean? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So it seems like another marker of trash world is back to, you know, you were talking about there are disparities between people, and that's a good thing. God didn't create this androgynous world. Like, not everybody's going to be, uh, not everybody's going to be, you know, uh, a rocket surgeon yeah that's right that's right that's certainly not me, like, like me yeah. <laughs> certainly not the guy saying rocket surgeon you know so like not everybody's going to be you know a rocket scientist you yeah. know brain sur- I, I, that was intentional yeah, but uh yeah, yeah. yeah so like not not everybody's going to be able that's to do that joke. uh but man one of the biggest graces uh in my life is just been you know not viewing yourself more highly than you ought, but viewing yeah. yourself with sober judgment and just and just at an early age coming to terms with okay he, here's my skill set. Here's what I'm good at. Here's what I'm weak at. And just stay in your lane. Just do your thing. Just you know, and and be a blessing to uh, to humanity and yeah. and honor the Lord by working hard in the thing that you can do well. And for some yeah. people, that's going to be brain surgery. And for yeah. other people, uh, that's going to be plumbing. You know, and uh, and you know, like I think of the Office episode where uh, Dwight Schrute, he, you know, there's three people. And he's like, one of you is going to be rich. One of you is going to be mediocre, and one of you is going to be a really great mother. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like he's got three interns, there's two guys in the A girl. <laughs> a of, a <laughs> past, <laughs> hashtag based white, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but you know, so whatever it is, you know, um, yeah. just doing it, knowing who you are, doing it to the glory of God, and realizing it is a grace. It is not oppression. It is a grace. Yeah. That we live in, in a world that is not androgynous. We do yeah. not live in an egalitarian world. Yeah. We live in a world of hierarchy, and and the sooner you accept that reality, yeah, at every level, from male to female, uh, from from uh, older to younger, um, and, but then also with each individual person in terms of this guy's smarter, this guy's not quite as smart, this guy's stronger, this guy's we, you know like, mm-hmm. and just recognizing okay, we're different, and learning your role as a man. Learning your role as a young man or an old man, married, single, at every single level, as a woman, uh, learning your place in God's created order, yeah. will pay dividends. Yeah. No matter no matter what you do, uh, it's going to be go much more well well for you uh, if you know who you are, you know God's world, and you know where you fit, mm-hmm. and and you accept that with joy and yeah. get to work. Yeah. You know so.
2: Yeah. Right. That, and that flies in the face of every like elementary school That's right. uh, teacher where it's
0: like every single one of you in this classroom is could going to be the president. president of
2: the United States. Right. And that you actually could be. That's true. Yeah. Like
0: not all yeah. of them could be surgeons, <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. but we have seen that anyone can be the president <laughs> yes. of the United States. <laughs> there is so. no intellectual they were right disability. About that That, can that was a dark rebellion. prophecy That's that sadly right. has been fulfilled. So all right. <laughs> That's right, thanks for tuning in. Did you like the episode? Great. You want to watch the next one? Wait a whole week or go to patreon.com Right Response Ministries. Again, patreon.com Right Response Ministries. Binge the whole season right now. What are you waiting for?